Well, I promised you an update on my wife's surgery. And for this unfinished business edition, I'm going to do just that. The surgery did go well, but the unit that she originally had put in her back was really not doing the job. And as a matter of fact, was causing her a health issue. And it just wasn't doing it. We took it back to the med center today. The second unit was installed. She has until Friday to work with this. She's not feeling very confident about it right now. But maybe by the time Friday rolls around and I'll do an unfinished business before the show on Friday, I'll update you further. But as of right now, she's feeling very uncomfortable. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to lay it out for you. I am not very happy when she's in pain. I can't just sit back and watch. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I don't like the fact she's in pain, but she is right now. Prayers are up. Here's hoping this unit does work out. And as I said, I'll let you know the progress on that one when I join you for an unfinished business before the Friday edition of this show. But as for tonight. The thing that I like the most about magazines such as In Kansas City and the magazine who is my source for tonight's story, 435 Kansas City, they dig some things up about the metro area that not everybody was aware of. And such is the case with this article that I just came across. It's found at the Kansas City Mag, at KansasCityMag.com, which is the 435 Kansas City Magazine's website. They have come up with a list of 43 of the best-kept secrets of Kansas City. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to uncover all 43 of them. And these cover both the states of Kansas and Missouri. Some you may be aware of, others maybe not so much. But I'm going to uncover every bit of them from Kansas City Magazine on the other side of this break. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions podcast to tell you about another magazine that covers Kansas City, but is maybe a little more categorized with their features. And this is 435 Kansas City Magazine. They talk about, among the categories, stories around the loop. For Talking about, for instance, for the January issue, a faster ballet. They talk about DISH, which is a, foo- a detailed food list. They have special sections for healthcare profiles, at least in the January issue. They talk about things that even in Kansas City don't, doesn't cover. 
like histories of reusable water bottle trains. They both cover Kansas City, they just take different approaches. 435 covers the 435 loop around Overland Park and Kansas City. But, but they cover it in a way that no other magazine has ever thought of. Next time you're at a newsstand, pick up a copy of 435 Kansas City, or you can look them up online at the KansasCityMag.com. 435 Kansas City Magazine, a new source here on the New Directions Podcast. With the list of 43, I found myself in the mode of a show that I watched in the early portion of the 1980s. The show that was hosted by the now late great Jack Palance and talked about, as he would always say, the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. The show was called Ripley's Believe It or Not. And with that in mind, I'm about ready to share with you. It'll take a couple of segments to do this. The 43 Best Kept Secrets in Kansas City. Think you've been everywhere and seen everything in Kansas City? You haven't. We promise. Chances are you've only been, as I like to do with this show, scratching the surface. Here are 43 secrets of Kansas City, from the haunting truth behind a canceled play at a local high school, to a little-known shop selling returned Amazon products for pennies. The writer of this article, it just says the Kansas City Magazine team. And I'm going to go through these rather quickly. If you'd like to read further into these details, feel free to do so. The website is kansascitymagmag.com. With that in mind, here we go. Number one, one of Kansas City's best-loved parks is home to a secret cave. The park, just a second. Okay, at Roanoke Park. And there's some history behind it. And Urban Explorer said it is definitely not a safe place to be. Build a, and they talk about ways of dealing with that. Number two, secret squirrels at Loose Park. Near the Rose Garden at Kansas City's beautiful Jacob L. Loose Park, you'll find an Art Deco-style pavilion. Step inside that pavilion, look up, and you'll see park director Judy Penner's favorite detail. The light fixtures on the pavilion are very detailed, depicting squirrels, acorns, and oak leaves. Number three, City Hall has an amazing rooftop observation deck. Whenever you get downtown, take a look. Number four, the Tonganoxie Split is a tornado buster. Kansas City and its immediate suburbs have historically been lucky when it comes to avoiding tornadoes. Severe storms often move in from the west, 
seemingly headed straight for the heart of the city until they get to the small town of Tonganoxie, Kansas. There, almost as if by divine intervention, storm systems diverge to the north. You may read further at KansasCityMag.com. Number five, you could still get real burnt ends at Arthur Bryant's. Now I want to see which one they say. Excuse me. It is in the Jazz District where you can get this. There is a hidden waterfall in Independence. And I believe I have seen this. Named for its most prominent feature, Waterfall Park in Independence is located just behind Bass Pro Shop. Yes, I have seen it. The mile-long paved trail around the park is lined with trees and features a bridge spanning Camp Creek. The park boasts a hillside, a man-made waterfall, and an 18-acre lake where visitors can observe nature up close. Number 7. Kansas City has a hockey bar. Kansas City doesn't have an NHL team yet, looking at you Arizona Coyotes, but it does have an elite hockey bar. In the center of the river market, the blue line is a homey spot for hockey fans with memorabilia filling the walls and tabletops modeled after a rink. You can catch a game and enjoy made-from-scratch food. Owner Steve Stiegel says it was always a dream of his to open a hockey bar which is most popular with St. Louis Blues fans, who were featured prominently in TV news coverage of the team's Stanley Cup win last year. Now, number eight, I learned about. I learned about fairly recently. About a few years back, actually. A Kansas cemetery might be possessed by demonic forces. Some believe that one of Earth's seven gates to hell is in Stahl, a tiny town between Lawrence and Topeka. Stories of Stahl Cemetery hauntings started around 1965, when an overgrown pine tree fell and split the gravestone of a couple who had died nearly a century earlier. With this occurrence came rumors that the couple was involved in witchcraft. And I'll go further to say Stoll Cemetery had been featured in the show Supernatural and was visited by Nirvana's Kurt Cobain in 1992 and pop star Ariana Grande in 2013. Um, You may read further on your own, my friends. Number nine, you can get free downtown parking with the help of Union Station. Downtown parking can be a hassle and expensive. Well, there's another way. Union Station offers free parking if you get validation by, say, eating at Pierpont's. From there, you can hop on the free streetcar to catch a game at the Sprint Center or a show at the Kaufman. Number 10. Hank's Polaroid at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. One commonly overlooked feature at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, according to Vice President and Curator Raymond Doswell, is a Polaroid photograph that was donated to the museum. The photo was of the legendary Hank Aaron before he went on to play for the Atlanta Braves. Next to the photo is a correspondence from two MLB officials discussing how Aaron had the potential to be a great player. 
This one I'm interested in. Number 11, Mystery Surrounds a Lost Coaster at Worlds of Fun. Those of you who are Zambezi Zinger fans, give me your undivided right now. The Zambezi Zinger had a good run at Worlds of Fun. The toboggan-style coaster was part of the park's original lineup in 1973. It was taken down a quarter century later in 1997. Urban legends swirl around the memorable ride, which some people believe was dumped into the Missouri River after an unfortunate incident. The truth is more surprising. It was so unique. There weren't a lot of coasters like that with open restraints, says park spokesman Chris Foshi. It was sort of a rite of passage for couples riding it, sitting really close together, which adds to some of the memory making. Now, nothing bad happened on the ride. It had just reached the end of its useful life, Foshi says. I can only speculate, but the ride was just old school. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I like old school. <laughs> it didn't really have modern day restraints and the high safety standard that we abide by today. You could have put them in. Normally, such a ride would be retired to the scrapyard, but the Zambezi Zinger got a second act. It's now at an amusement park in Quindio, Colombia. Usually they're just deconstructed and discarded, Foshi says. This is the only roller coaster I can think of that has moved parks after one park was done with it. Roller coasters are really hard to move. Why the heck did you move this one? But that's neither here nor there. Number 12, the Mutual Musicians Foundation. This historic landmark building in the 18th and Vine District started as a union hall for African-American musicians in 1917. Since the 30s, it's hosted late-night jazz jam sessions, a tradition that continues every weekend. Pay the cover and gain access to an after-hours party where drinks are cheap and the music is hot. After other gigs, jazz artists come here to let loose. In 2015, after finishing a sold-out concert at the Sprint Center, Stevie Wonder's band filtered in and jammed out. It's located at 1823 Highland Avenue in KC Mo, and open from 1 to 5 a.m. Friday through Sunday. El Pozo was number 13. There were no set hours, no website, and no phone number for this alley entrance sublevel nightclub around the corner from Fox and Pearl, and Pearl rather. If you're lucky enough to gain entry, you'll find a sprawling, low-lit bar packing well-curated 70s vibes. Shake and grind on the dance floor or sink into one of the vintage couches with the cocktail strong enough to inspire bold moves and bad decisions. 2139 Summit, nine blocks away from Fox 4. Number 14, Panther's Place. You can find Panther's Place in the West Side neighborhood in the courtyard by Poi... by... Pull dash O with an entrance co covertly hidden behind an airstream. The open air backyard open unfolds like a hidden oasis. Plants and succulents are everywhere, string lights zigzag overhead, and a spiral staircase leads to a second story lounge overlooking the dreary scene below. The drink of choice here is Miller High Life. Panthers Place is open most Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, spring through fall but they also set their own schedule, so there are no guarantees. Located at 1000 West 25th Street in Kansas City, Missouri.
Number 15, the parlor at Monarch Bar. The back room at Monarch Bar is called the parlor, and it looks nothing like the bright marbled main room of this lavish plastic cocktail emporium. The candlelit space features richly upholstered black leather, heavy curtains and shelves stocked with some of the world's most exclusive spirits. Highland Park 1976 Scotch, Grand Mariner Quintessence, and Krug Champagne. And a cocktail menu that's small, expensive, and chock full of posh ingredients. The room seats 16 and requires reservations and a steep minimum expense. On the weekends, guests at the main Monarch Bar may be allowed in when space is available. Located at 4808 Roanoke Parkway in KC Mo. Number 16, The Nest. It's a family atmosphere at American Legion Post 213, the KCK neighborhood bar also known as the Eagle's Nest or simply The Nest. It doesn't look much like a bar from the outside, but prepare yourself for a good time. Drinks are cheap, the game is always on, and you've got a built-in community to cheer with. 1044 South 26th Street in KCK. Open noon to close Thursday through Sunday. Number 17, the Pendergast Club. The Pendergast Club is a relic from Kansas City's Prohibition days. This space, located on the top floor of the Majestic Restaurant, started as a brothel and was once an office to Pendergast himself. Today it's a members-only cigar lounge, boasting an impressive collection of fine scotch, whiskey, and bourbon. Guests can order from the Majestic food menu and enjoy a walk-in humidor. Non-members are sometimes admitted to the Pendergast Club if they are already dining at the Majestic, but this privilege is always up to the management. You can book out the space for a fee. Located at 931 Broadway Boulevard in KC Mo. Number 18, Fat Matt's Vortex. Fat Matt's isn't all that secret. It keeps regular hours and will serve anyone. But too few people know about this unique bar in a converted funeral parlor in KCK, which still has a crematorium in the basement. Joni Bolsawatz took over the bar in 2004 and today runs it with her son Sam. Either will be quick to regale you with tales of spooky incidents like doors slamming and lights flickering, but they will also reassure you that the spirits are not mal malvolent, just restless. Joni is a Wakan High Priestess, so you should feel safe with her around. Or take a shot of liquid courage. Fat Matt serves up grog, Joni's secret recipe that she makes in batches. Located at 411 North 6th Street in KCK, open 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. daily. <clears throat> Number 19, number 19, there's a forbidden forest inside of Swope Park. And there's a lot of details on that one. Number 20, there is a massive trove of rare audio recordings. A hushed library is the last place one would expect to discover a mecca of noise. But then there's UMKC's Mars Sound Archives, home to an enormous audio collection. Founded in 1986 with a donation of 42,000 items, the collection has grown to include over 400,000 recordings, including music, prose, and broadcasts on formats ranging from archaic wax cylinders to microcassettes to CDs. Number 21, the town of Peculiar got its name in a, well, according to Jackie Hadley, administrative assistant for the city of Peculiar, there is very little that it's peculiar about Peculiar. The way it's earned its name, though, it's actually is quite, well, you get the point. 
1868, a small settlement in northwest Missouri wanted to establish a post office. Residents wrote a letter to the Postmaster General stating that the settlement was to be named Excelsior. The Postmaster General wrote them back saying the name Excelsior was already taken by another town in Missouri. The town wrote back with two more name options, but again they were already in use. They decided that they would let the Postmaster General pick as long as the name was sort of peculiar. And thus Peculiar was born, thanks to the good humor of the Postmaster General. <clears throat> Number 22, Linda Hall Library is a treasury of science history. On the campus of UMKC, you'll find a unique independent library that houses treasures of science history. The Linda Hall Library's collection includes science texts dating to the 15th century, along with hundreds of thousands of scientific journals, exhibits, and an impressive rare book collection. One notable find is a paper written by Marie Curie describing her work to isolate polonium and radium. A 14-acre ar arboretum surrounds the library, which also has public exhibits. The current exhibit, Gifts from the Nile, features travel accounts from 1800s explorers. And for that, I would come up with, this with the following heading. Believe it or not. We will pick up the list with number 23 on the other side of this break. I invite you, when you're on Facebook, to take advantage of my online bookstore. It's called Terry's Bookstore at Amazon West. And I have for sale online all five books that I've written. They're both in, both in paperback and in ebook form. Stadium of Royal Memories was the first one, Tales from the Road to Christmas, Climbing the Faith Ladder, A Few Random Thoughts, and my latest, Ramblings from the Radio. My bookend features are Ramblings from the Radio and A Stadium of Royal Memories. The price range of these books is between $10 and $20. I've got them available for you at Amazon.com. I invite you to stop by my bookstore, click on the book title that you want, You'll be taken next to the Amazon order page, or you can order it online. Please take advantage of this. I've got a bunch of books. I worked very, very hard over a two-year time frame to put these books together. They're all easy reads, and I think you'll have a lot of fun taking the opportunity to read these particular books. All five are available, again, in paperback form as well as in ebook. They are at Terry's Bookstore at Amazon West. They are also at my author page, Amazon.com slash author slash Terry Runyon. Please take advantage of these. And I think you'll find something you'll enjoy. You'll be glad you did. Some of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that you find yourself learning when you scratch the surface of a story, I find amazing sometimes. Um, the secrets that I've read, that I've covered so far from one through twenty-two, 
opened up some areas. Some I knew about, but most I did not. And I once again invite you, if I don't touch on it enough, or if you'd like to just read this particular article, the website is thekansascitymag.com, thekansascitymag, M-A-G, dot com. I am making my way back to the list, and I'm ready to going to be ready here in a matter of moments to start with number 22 and go all the way to the end. Start with number 23, rather, and go all the way to the end of this. But my gosh, some of the things that you learn even about areas that you might have been to at some point in your life. This one relates a little bit to my bookstore because... My bookstore is an Amazon, is books that are published, of course, by Amazon.com. But this one is about an Amazon Returns reseller. Secret number 23, everything is $5 at this Amazon Returns reseller. It's $5, is the thrill of the hunt experience everyone needs to try at least once. The store, which has locations in KCK, Olathe, which is currently closed for renovation, and Belton sell shipments of opened or returned products from major corporations like Amazon. Like Amazon. Products are scattered in industrial-sized bins throughout the store, and everything is, yes, $5. Go on Saturday or Sunday for the best supply. The store restocks the bins with fresh products throughout the weekend. Number 24, Sour Castle, S-A-U-E-R. The word castle can often prove a little misleading. Sour Castle, located in KCK's Shawnee Heights neighborhood, looks like more of a home for the Adams family or Norman Bates than one for kings and queens. Finished in 1871, the large Italianette house was home to the Austrian-American Sour family for several generations. The house currently sits unoccupied and in an unfortunate state of dilapidation, owing largely to frequent trespassing and vandalism. We move on to an area that's near and dear to my heart because it has to do with where my parents live on Canaan. Number 25 deals with Canaan Castle, and I know exactly where it is. Situated peacefully on busy Johnson Drive in Shawnee, Canaan Castle most recently served as Chief Renee, Chef rather Rene Kelly's self-named restaurant and event venue. Before that, the castle was home to the Canaan family, who lent their name to Canaan Street, which runs along the east side of the castle all the way down to southern Johnson County. Remy Canaan, a dairy farmer, built the castle from local stone that he quarried himself in 1907. In addition to being a family home and restaurant venue, the castle has also served as a nursing home and even a nightclub. Canaan Castle was sold at auction last year, and it remains unclear what the new owners have planned for the historic house's future. The owner of the property is listed as a business under the name of Carleton Properties, LLC, which has a Florida address. Workhouse Castle. Just a few blocks from the 18th and Vine Jazz District, there is a ruined shell of a castle 
adorned with years of graffiti. The castle is known locally as the City Workhouse Castle, and it was originally a jail and workhouse for petty criminals. The castle was built in 1897 by the very inmates it was intended to house. It was a workhouse jail until 1924, after which it served several different purposes until it was finally closed and abandoned in 1972. Plans were made in 2014 to renovate and revitalize the castle, but it doesn't appear that any such plans have come to fruition. Number 27 is a castle near us, Northland Castle. Not all castles are old, dank, and stuffy. In fact, sometimes they are relatively new, bright, and luxurious, just like the one built on the Northland's Weatherby Lake. It can even be yours for a cool five and a half million with an M dollars. The stately modern castle has been on the market for several months. According to the real estate listing, the home was built with stone that includes Carthage marble salvaged from a demolished historic home in Kansas City. The castle also boasts 18-foot ceilings, an elevator, custom fireplace mantles, murals, and stained glass. Number 28. Okay, the haunting begins. The statue of a sleeping child on the plaza was mysteriously tucked in at night. A small child carved out of white marble sleeps peacefully on the median at the intersection of 47th and Broadway on the plaza. According to local legend, an older woman who lived in the neighborhood would cover the statue of the sleeping child with a blanket every winter. The occurrence was even documented in a Los Angeles Times article in 1988. In 1994, a car struck and destroyed the original statue and was replaced the following year but the blanket has not returned. An associate at West Elm, which has a storefront facing the statue, said that he's aware of the local legend, but he hasn't seen a blanket on the statue for several years. It's thought that the woman who used to cover the statue has since passed away. Number 29, Independence is one of the holiest places on earth to a major world religion. The world religion they're referring to is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They taught that the ancient Garden of Eden was located in Jackson County. I'm going to leave that one alone, except to say the following. Today, Independence is the headquarters of at least 13 offshoots of the Latter-day Saints Church. Lachlan McKay, the director of historic sites for the Community of Christ Church, one of the related faiths headquartered in Independence, says Latter-day Saints understand Jackson County to have particular sacred significance. Number 30, a rumored mass grave of Civil War soldiers along Ward Parkway. If you're strolling, if you're ever strolling through KCMO's Loose Park, you might spot a few historic markers commemorating the Battle of Westport, which took place at and around the park during the Civil War. Further details you may read in this article. Now this one relates to where my father taught school for 40 years. Number 31, Shiny Mission East, Arsenic and Old Lace Murder. And the, the writer, before I get into this, just a second, was Ethan Evans. 
whose grandfather, Eldon, ran the theater department at Shiny Mission East High School in Prairie Village for several years in the 60s and 70s. When he first arrived at the school in 1968, he went through all the school yearbooks and newspapers to make a list of the shows that had been done since the school opened 10 years earlier. He noticed that the fall play in 1959 had been inexplicably canceled. I went to some of the faculty who had been there at the time and I asked why this play had been canceled, he told he told me. They explained to me that it was because the school was putting on arsenic and old lace and a, late, and a young lady involved with the production went home from rehearsal one evening and poisoned her parents. According to the Kansas City Times, 15-year-old Diane Roberts left rehearsal for the play about two spinsters, left rehearsal for the play about two spinsters who routinely poison old men with arsenic-laced wine on the evening of October 13, 1959. She returned to her home in idyllic Prairie Village, where she gave both of her parents grape juice laced with enough roach poison to kill eight people, telling them it was a thrill powder. Kansas law at the time prevented children under the age of 16 from being tried in criminal court, and it's not clear what became of Roberts afterward. There is currently nobody under that name incarcerated or on the violent offender registry in the state of Kansas. And I have it on good authority. My father, who had taken tickets with them for years, I know one year had that play, that East had that play, Arsenic and Old Lace. Number 32, I found when I visited the World War I Museum, there are poppies there. When you enter the National World War I Museum, you immediately encounter a vast field of poppy flowers. Most people are unaware of the symbolism this field holds, though the flower is quite a popular symbol of World War I. There are a total of 9,000 poppies planted, each representing 1,000 combatant deaths. The field represents all 9 million combatants' lives lost during the war. Number 33 concerns Shawnee Mission Park. For northwestern Johnson County teen, the, the horrors Og Road in Shiny Mission Park. For northwestern Johnson County teens, taking a stroll down Shiny Mission Park's Og Road after dark is a rite of passage. The nearly mile-long Park Road has a tragic and morbid history, including multiple documented suicides, and is said to be rife with paranormal activity. I will leave that one alone. Number 34 talks about the resurrected lion at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. <clears throat> Number 35, you can see the foundations of orphanage cabins in KCK along the intersection of 43rd and Mission Road in an up-and-coming trendy neighborhood in KCK. A group home called Lifeline Orphan Home. Now, next on the agenda... Number 36, does Kansas City have the most fountains in the world? There's no question that Kansas City is graced by beautiful fountains. Depending on what you count, there is an excess of 200 officially registered public fountains in the metro area. The first working fountain was built in 1899. And we had more fountains than Rome. Well, I'm leaving that one alone. Number 37, this major sports apparel company holds giant warehouse clear-out, clean-out sales. 
The company is called Gear for Sports, and they are based in Lenexa. Number 38, Ricky Road in Independence, is said to be haunted. We will not get into details on that. Number 39, Super Flea is a dusty mall of literally everything. Tires, goose down coats, sound systems, golf clubs, Super Flea has it all. The weekend's only indoor flea market in a windowless warehouse on the northeast side is a maze of cellar booths, taco stands, and shelves of antiques. There's a $1 entry fee and most booths don't accept cards, so bring cash. Number 40. A rumor that Heim Brewery in KC Moe may not have closed. Last July, Jay Rieger and company in KC Moe expanded its distillery into the historic Helm Heim, excuse me, brewery's bottling house in the East Bottoms. The brewery closed after the onset of Prohibition. Or did it? You may read on on that one. Number 41, Zum's Hot Hidden Soap Factory is an aromatherapy paradise. Although Zum's super popular body care products are available at Indigo Wild, Hy-Vee, and Hen House, the Kansas City Company's factory store tucked into an alcove on Wyandotte Street is where you'll score the best deals. Zum doesn't give factory tours anymore, but we recommend stopping in the attached store even if just for a whiff. No Zum goodies go to waste. I bought an aromatherapy body spray, and the cashier gave me four decent-sized soap scraps at no extra charge. That was Nicole Bradley who took that. Number 42. There were not giant chickens in Wyandotte County. Dig around the dusty corners of KC Blog World, and you'll come across rumors of giant chickens roaming rural Wyandotte County after escaping from a mysterious lab. While it's impossible to dis- disprove the existence of kindergartner-sized fowl, from talking to the USDA, Kansas Department of Agriculture, and county government, there's no known poultry breeding lab that could be reasonable. As Mulder said, we want to believe, but we cannot. And last but not least, number 43, you can get trapped in glass, in glass, Nelson Atkins Museum of Art in KC Mo. Want to get lost and trapped while being able to see past the exit? You can do that at the Nelson Atkins Museum, where there has been a triangle-shaped glass-walled labyrinth on the lawn for the last six years. The walls are crystal clear, meaning that you can see your friends on the grass outside the single exit, even if it might take you five minutes to get to them. People frequently run into walls. Look for the forehead prints. The labyrinth was designed by Kansas City-born artist Robert Morris, who is well known for his work in minimalism. That, my friends, are 43 secrets of what you could find in Kansas City. And that chicken story at number 42? A story you can guarantee has a lot of cluck. (laughs) I'm leaving that one alone. A look ahead to tomorrow is up next. First of all, from this show on, unfinished business will become more of a regular part of the New Directions podcast. 
I'm going to update you on some things that I would be saying about the show, about things I'm planning for the future, whatever the case may be. It is going to become a permanent part of the podcast. It officially started tonight, so with that in mind. Looking ahead to tomorrow night, domestic violence is a very, very serious crime. And there's a group that provides a safe home in Johnson County that takes care of the women and children that are affected by domestic abuse. We're going to take a look tomorrow night at the 40th anniversary of Safe Home, right here on the New Directions podcast. The only way I could see that could end these look at the background things that we may not have been aware of would be the same way Jack Palance said on his show for many, many years. Believe it or not. And with that, that's going to wind things up for this edition of the New Directions podcast for Monday. Thank you for being with me as always. We will see you on the radio tomorrow night when we talk about the 40th anniversary of Safe Home. Until then, pinch hitting tonight for Dirks and the Brothers Osborne. Blake Shelton, would you get us out of here, please?